Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another show of Feast of Films Theatre. Today, starring Matthew Black and Ethan R. Hill. There, that's the intro. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. What's going on, my fellow movie fans? Welcome back to another episode of A Feast of Films. This is episode 17, part one. I'm Matt Black, and with me, as always, is... Ethan R. Hill. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? How what, you doing? You know, just... I'm, I'm all right. It's, uh, it's another lovely day. Lovely night. It's a lovely night, Another lovely yes. week of watching movies and thinking about movies and writing movies and... Sleeping? Lots of movies. Do you lots sleep, and lots do you of sleep with movies? Sleeping with movies? I mean, like, like not with them. Like, I have, I have a TV in my room, and I have like, like I watch TV shows before I go to bed, which is probably terrible for me. I definitely probably shouldn't do that because everyone tells me not to do that, but I definitely do. Um, so technically, I don't sleep with them, but they are there. They are present with me in the room, in your soul, in the room, in yep. your dreams. Um, right now, it's been the Batman animated series is what I've been watching Ooh. on Blu-ray. Um, the Blu-ray is amazing. That's nice. Although, like, I've been getting to some like weird, like there, there's episodes that have really great animation, right? And really great stories, and there's episodes that have like really great animation, really bad stories, and there's ones that have really bad animation and good stories. And like, I've gotten some with like some really good stories. I'm like, oh, I'm invested. But then like the way they drop Batman's face, they put extra lines on it. Right. And just really weird looking expressions and like the way his cowl is sitting on his nose. And I'm like, <laughs> you're just like, huh? I'm like, this is, hmm. This is what? Why'd they approve that? But like, I know why they approved it because time and money, but like, hmm. Like, no, that just looks weird. Like, and some angles they put them at too. Like, like it's, it's an animated show. You can choose the angles, but for some reason, some of the angles they choose are like, you know when you turn like your camera on your phone, right? And, like it's facing you and it's underneath. Like that's some of the shots I've seen are like almost like close up underneath shots, face of like, like of Batman's face. Like it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird, and I don't know why they do it. But like, I mean, overall, it's a show from the nineties. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's a good, it's a good sleepy time show. Uh, too traumatizing. Yeah, sounds like it. It's like an awesome trip down nostalgia lane right at the end of the day like watching some of those old things it's like maybe all the animations or all the graphics or you know the action or the battles maybe some of that stuff doesn't always live up to what we remember it but it's still just great to go down nostalgia lane just for a nice little stroll and that's exactly oh, yeah. what we're gonna do today isn't it we're talking about the best films of 2011 and we got some Halloween slash horror questions of the day coming up for you guys. Uh, so it's going to be a really fun episode, 2011. Also, quick reminder, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can also find the podcast and other podcast apps like Google Podcasts, Spotify. Think around like Apple Podcasts. Yep. A couple Apple other podcast. like random ones. Yeah. So like wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in a feast of films and you may just find us. Or you just won't. Look for our, check for another just, one. <laughs> check another app. Just, just look for our, our dumb animated faces and uh, and you'll be on the right path. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're watching on YouTube and you just want to listen to the audio version, uh, which I guess is still technically YouTube, just without the faces and, you know, whatever. Man, then at, go check out the, the apps. Go check out the apps. 
they're there. It's at the at the risk of a uh, th- at the risk of throwing you you into the same boat as me. But like, I just get shook every time I look at our animated heads and go like, we don't look that good in real life, do? <laughs> like I just see it, you and know I'm like, what? like, that's huh. why. That's what. That's the bet. That's why I love those animated heads. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say? I was like. Okay, you know what? I'll say it just because we're all, we're all family here, right, guys? I was going to say, I love animated head. I was like, that's going to sound terrible. <laughs> so then that's I retract that, and then I told you anyway. So reversal on the reversal of that whole situation. But no, why? I love those animated heads because I'm like, man, they look better than we ever will. So maybe one day Throw we'll what we need to face. do. Maybe. We, what we need to do is we just need to animate those heads, and then we can just like... There you just, go. Uh, that's money. We can just uh, skip over this whole uh, desire of putting our own faces on film and scaring That's away money our we two viewers. Have. <laughs> money, money, money. Anyway, uh, yeah, always great. I'm excited to talk about another episode of films from another great year, 2011. One of the things I actually found when I was like looking through like the list of 2011 and all the movies, and you can tell me if you also feel this way or you know what your thoughts were but there were so many movies that i was like wait that came out in 2011 no freaking way like a lot of these movies don't feel as old as they actually are now obviously like captain america and thor i was like okay i already knew those were 2011 because that's how you track the mcu or whatever so like those then you look no surprise but some of the movies in there i was like there's no way that came out that long ago like it doesn't feel like it came out well, I think, almost 10 years ago. I think that's almost an MCU effect, though. I think it's like when you look at the MCU films, you're like, oh, that's when that is. And you kind of forget what else came out except for those, Other, those like movies. Like, what's around then you're like, Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my goodness, that that didn't come out before the MCU was a thing? Like, holy crap. Like, like because yeah. the MCU as a whole, like, again, it's been around since 2008, it feels yeah, like it's a lot more recent than that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. That's 12 years. Yeah. And, like, I don't know why. I don't know why it feels like that. But, like, it just doesn't feel like that much time has passed with it. And I think that's kind of what messes up these years. It's the same thing when the, when we were covering, like, the years that the new Star Wars sequels were coming out. Right. It was the same thing. And then as soon as we got past that, that block, for a little while, it didn't feel... Things kind of felt like quite a normal place. Yeah. Yeah. And then now, because we have the early years of the MCU, I think that's going to throw us off until we're past that. And then, dude, I'm really, I'm really curious what's going to happen when we get to like the mid to early 2000s. I have no idea. Like, what are we going to talk about? The 90s? I'm going to be like, what? That came out in the 90s? What are you talking about, man? Like, no freaking way. Um, I'm also curious about when we get like, before we were born movies it's like oh yes yes like oh i love that movie what it came out before i was born no freaking way but i grew up watching this well yeah and that's kind of what happens right you grow up watching these movies and at the time you don't realize they actually came out like years before you actually even graced the planet which is hilarious which i always find super funny it was like wait this movie's older than me like what that's crazy um one of the movies um, it's not like my favorite pick or anything, but I just kind of want one of one of the movies that was most surprising to me. I think was like Harry Potter and like the Deathly Hollows Part Two. I was like, "What? 
yeah, Harry Potter movie movies ended. ended in 2011. I was like, I feel like they just yeah, ended like, that's like so a whole, long ago, like, five years ago. Like I didn't feel like it was that long ago again. And I was like, but then what? 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 But then all those other Harry Potter movies leading up to it came out so much more before that. And then you're like, well, yeah, I guess Daniel Radcliffe was just like a little wee kid. And I guess I was just a little wee kid, too, watching that. Like, I'm like, geez, it doesn't feel like that yeah, long dude, ago. Dude, we grew up with it. Yeah, like literally. Like, like we grew up, like literally with the characters. Yeah. Like, it was weird. In the films. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my family right now is re-watching uh, the Harry Potter films. And they just watched the first one last night. And I was like, oh, wow. I can't believe how old this is. <laughs> like, it just blew me away. And then to see Deathly Hallows Part 2 in 2011, I was like, ah, it doesn't feel right. But time moves, and it waits for no man, or woman, or child, or donkey. It just unless you, moves along. Unless you're doing something... Unless you're doing something really, really, really boring. <laughs> and it waits. <laughs> then you're stuck in eternity. You're like, oh no! I have to get out of here. But, but well, yeah. A friend, of, a, friend of mine shared a, a friend of mine shared a quote with me about that, and I gotta look it up quickly. What was the quote about? Uh, just about, uh, just about time. About how things go. It's, there are, basically, it's, it's a very simple one. It's just, uh, there are swift hours and very long seconds yes that's it that's all it is like and that's yes. but it's a hundred percent like that's like true like i can't even argue that logic like and it's not much of it's not a really complete thought but like it's it's very it's true like, though it's very true sometimes hours go by like maybe it's like yeah it's been 10 minutes check your watch like oh it's been an hour watching a film playing a game but what which one's worse though is like when it when things are like what what's worse though when things go by so quickly or when they just like when especially when it's a boring day and you're like oh that must be like a half hour 10, ten seconds minutes. yeah like 10 seconds into work like geez it must be almost lunchtime like oh i've only been here for five minutes son of a bitch no literally just both are this? the worst both are the worst both are the worst because if you're having fun you wouldn't want it to go by so quickly and if you hate it you would like for time to speed up so it's like how we perceive time is honestly the most frustrating and annoying thing ever. Like it's just so annoying. Like when you're doing an exercise and you have to do it for like a minute, that minute feels like 10 minutes. I saw you know what I mean? Too, it's where it's like, like, if you like, want to slow down what? the secret to slowing down time and then it's just a picture of them doing a plank. Yeah. Like do some planks. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly time goes on forever. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Well, speaking about time, let's get on with it, I guess. It is about time that we get on with it's it. It's about time to move on. Ah, uh, recovered segue. There we go. <laughs> uh, so, Wait, yes. did that movie come out in 2011? Hold on a tick. Hold What's that? on a tick. What's that? What are you thinking? Did, did In Time come out in 2011? What is In Time? I did not it's see it, movie, and I do not recognize it. It's that movie with Justin Timberlake where he, like, yeah, that's a 2011 movie <laughs> that I forgot existed till now. It's like a dystopian future where like people stop aging at 25 and then they get like to have um extra time added on to them but they don't age and they all have like clocks in their arms and stuff like that. And it's a really cool concept, but it's such a weird movie that like 
I don't know if I recommend watching it, but like it's one of those dystopian future like kind of fun rides. <laughs> but like it's it's interesting and it's really weird because it's like it's in the trailer it shows like because his mom is played by Olivia Wilde, but in the trailer it looked like that was his wife because you just saw him and Olivia Wilde together, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, clearly they're in a romantic relationship, and it's like, no, that's his mom. And then he gets involved with Amanda Seyfried in the trailer too, and it's also like, so wait, is like, is he cheating on? Like, what's going on? And then you watch the movie, and you're like, this makes sense and is a lot less interesting than I thought it would be. <laughs> but it's still I've like never even heard of that movie. I don't yeah, man, even it's, recognize it at all. I think it, maybe if you saw the cover of it, you'd recognize it because it's in movie stores or discount bins all the time. Huh. But like. Honestly, if you can check it out, maybe I think you'd like the concept. I don't know how much you'd like the actual execution, but like the concept itself is is pretty dope. It's basically well, it's kind of like Logan's run, I guess, except for like you can add time on as opposed to like your life is just done at 30. Right. So like. So, but no, it was just one that I completely forgot existed until we started talking about time in 2011. And it's like, wait a second. Did, Hold on. Did that movie come out then? Oh, it did. Exciting times. Mm, mm, mm. I probably won't watch it, though. I mean, I might, but we'll see. Time I mean, there's is so many limited. Other, like, look, man, there's so many other things to watch. I will not be offended if you do not watch in time. Yeah. Is... Have you watched Darkest Hour yet? Because, Ethan, I swear I mean, yeah. to God. Yeah, totally I watch uh, I've been trying to get Ethan to watch Darkest Hour since like episode one. No no, it was episode three, I'm pretty sure. Okay, it was pretty close though. It's been months, man. I can't believe you haven't got on that. You haven't got on that. It's that's, that's gonna be a watch that is gonna be a ten year old movie by the time you get to it. And don't be like you it's what? October, you know it's time for it. horror movies. Don't I will give me that smack. In... Don't give me that smack. You could have watched I it will. for August, September, July, June. There were months to check it out that weren't Halloween. But it feels like a November movie. Okay. I, I could see that. Actually, I yeah, could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Darkest yeah. Hour. So it seems I've, like kind of yeah, like I've a just, movie I've just been when, holding like, it gets off. dark at like five. Yeah, no, I got I've just, Well, it's a World War It's a World War II movie. Yep. You gotta, you know. You know what? Stuff, okay, so, okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. okay. That's, I'm swayed. Matt, actually, that's the only reason I haven't watched I this because I've been totally <laughs> I am, consciously waiting for November. <laughs> I am surprised how easily swayed I was at that point. <laughs> I'm just like, like oh, when you yeah, think you know about what? it, it does feel like a November movie. I was like, yeah, well, that's sad. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get on to 2011 films here. We've rambled on like enough. Um, So this is part one. Like I said earlier, we're going to be doing my best films, Ethan's question of the day. And then the next episode you'll find next week will be Ethan's best films of 2011 and my scare question of the day. So uh, and all I can say is my picks are so much better than Matt's I'm, because probably, maybe uh, they're just better movies. Maybe just better movies. Possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But uh, we'll find out I here mean, right away. We'll let the people decide. They're not going to decide. They're not going to tell us. They're too nice. They're not gonna, they're going to be like, you guys both have valid opinions. <laughs> they're just like, I'll, actually, all like, these movies suck. And I'll say, fair enough. <laughs> You're probably right. But can you tell me I'm pretty? Can you tell me I'm pretty, please? 
Your animated head is pretty. <laughs> I like that animated head. Oh, yeah. I need to <laughs> oh, boost in self-esteem, yeah, please. Oh, I knew it was coming. Okay, quit messing around here. Let's get to 2011. <laughs> so, uh, for my best films of 2011, I couldn't decide on one. Basically, here was here is my problem. So, I'm sitting there, I'm going through the list, and I'm picking out different movies for my honorable mentions, just for my overall list of what were some really entertaining movies that I really enjoyed out of 2011. So I'm scrolling, 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 pick a couple, pick a couple, write them down. At the end, I look through my list and I realize there are none of these movies that like just immediately stand out to me. And that was my biggest problem. None of these movies immediately stood out to me. If you put all these movies on the floor and said, you have to pick a movie to watch, I would not be like, yes, this movie right freaking here is the movie we have to watch right now. And every other year I've had that movie. Every other year. I've probably had that between maybe one or two movies where this is like a must-watch movie. Um, 2011, not so much. 2011, none of the movies stuck out to me that were must-watch. But what I did quite enjoy as I was scrolling and writing down uh, film names and looking at them and trying to decide what was the best one was the memories that kind of came along with them. The nostalgia. For some reason, in 2011, I got just a lot of great like movie memories. I really enjoyed myself at the theaters. I had a lot of fun. So I have a lot of really fun memories from that. So I guess that's kind of what's going to decide my best films. They're for slightly different reasons, each one. But the three I picked were, one, The Muppets. Which honestly is just really entertaining. It's a great film in itself. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, one is the Muffet Muffets. <laughs> one is the, the Muppets. Muppets. <laughs> the little Miss Muffet. <laughs> little were. Miss Muppet. Um, one is Fast Five is the second one, and Paranormal Activity Three. Which I'm not saying. Listen, before you guys freak out, I'm not saying Paranormal Activity Three is the best movie of the year. I'm just saying it's one of my best because all these movies have these little stories, these little moments that kind of go along with them. So that's kind of what I want to talk about in my segment today. We'll talk about the movies, you know, but also kind of what's surrounding the movies and how the movies impact us and how the movies create memories, uh, you know, that we hold on to and get to experience for life. So that's also an important part of films. This is going to be like weird for me because like, Honestly, I don't remember where I was for most of 2011. I know I was in my first year of school, I think. Yeah, yeah, because I went, there's a couple movies that I saw with my roommates for the first movies that we, like, first things we did together as a yeah. group. But honestly, aside from that, like, I don't remember most of, well, I guess because that's, because halfway through school it turned into 2012. But, like, I don't remember most of where I was for 2011 when it comes to movies or watching movies in theaters. It's kind of weird. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious about that. Well, that happens, though, sometimes, right? Like, and I think for most of the films that I had for the other years, a lot of them I didn't have stories to go with. A lot of them, like, I barely remembered going to them or I barely remembered seeing them. There was a couple, like, significant ones, like Avengers or Infinity War or Endgame that were, like, very recent. But most of them, I was like, I remember seeing that movie and I just remember the movie. In 2011, for some reason, 
most of the movies, it's like, I remember who I went with. I remember kind of like the situation surrounding that movie, which is kind of a weird thing. But that's like the magic of movies. You get the experience of the film. And also sometimes you just get the experience of the night or the event that kind of surrounded going to that movie. Minus the one time where we went to Transformers and then I went to the wrong theater. I got a ticket for the wrong theater because our group of friends, I'm pretty sure I already said, pulled this before, our group of friends all were like, we're going to see Transformers too. They all got tickets. And I was like, what about me? And they're all like, yeah, we, 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 did, we didn't tell you. And I was like, that's suspicious. Real sus over <laughs> here, guys. Okay, I'll just buy my own. I'll well, buy it. They're like, you can still buy your own ticket. I was like, sure. What time? Got a ticket for the time. Showed up there got in line and we're waiting because obviously there's a long line for transformers at the time we get to the door everyone's getting their tickets they scan my ticket they're like actually your theater's down there i was like what the hell are you talking about i'm here for like this 9 30 show no your theater's down there sir look at my ticket we're going into theater one i'm auditorium like four i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> like, so i watched transformers 2 which was in itself a terrible movie, but I watched Transformers 2 by myself next to some old sweaty dude. I was like, I hate this movie. I absolutely hate this movie. So there are moments where you have those little stories that surround uh, the movies. But uh, yeah, that that one that one stuck out to me because it was just ultimately terrible. <laughs> ultimately terrible. Ah. All right, should we get started here then? Yeah, I'm waiting for you. So, I'm, I'm, I thought we didn't we start. We did. Well, yes. Okay, sure. Let's talk about the Muppets first. That we'll we'll go through the you know we'll go through the three movies. So, so are you saying? Let's are you saying with, that it's time to start the music? It's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets on the Muppet Show tonight. I like the hecklers. They're my favorite. Ah, Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. And you picked a great movie to talk about because I love the Muppets like so much. Like it was almost in my top top three picks. Yeah. Like almost. But like I haven't watched it in so long. But like I like like I can't express to you how much like I love the Muppets, how much I loved that movie. Like I'm going to let you talk about it because you're it's your pick. But like I'll have I'll have plenty to contribute on this because Man, I still I still sing "Life's a Happy Song" in my car on a regular basis. Like, well, it's 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 one of the, like it's the more significant pick out of my three picks, right? Like, it's the one that for sure deserves to be in the best films category. The story around that actually very quickly, because oh, let's talk about this. I'll talk about the story really quickly first, and my memory of the Muppets, and then we'll talk about the actual film and kind of get into it a little bit and dig into it from there. So this was 2011 was the time where I was just started dating my wife. She was my Aww. girlfriend, obviously, at the time. But like, maybe that's why I remember so many times. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, those are like a lot of, you know, dating first date types of situations. I don't know. Whatever. So I just started dating my wife. And I remember we were sitting down at the rental that she had that became kind of our rental for a lot of years afterwards. And it was like just this little room. It was like a living room, kitchen kind of thing all in one. You know what You know what those are? Just like one big open space. Except it wasn't very big. It was just like normal as living room, but it had like a kitchen on the side kind of thing. <laughs> so we're sitting down there and I remember we were both sitting on her couch, couch that she got from her grandma. And it was one of those old ass couches that kind of got like the, the teal fabric and then flowers all over them. 
Like it's like white yeah. and orange flat, like the old flowery yeah, I know exactly couches. You know what I'm talking about with like the wooden trimming and stuff like that. The n- nostalgia couches. The, nostal- the, ni- the, the, <laughs> the 90s. Nostal- the 90s couches. Like man, damn near like 70s. Like holy smokes. So we're sitting on this old couch, and this was her couch at the time. And so we're sitting there, and we're like, okay, it's Friday night. What are we going to do? We should go watch a movie. Okay, scrolling through the movies, see what's on, and I'm listing off, okay, there's this movie, this movie, this movie, uh, Muppets at like 3.30 or like, you know, I guess not 3.30. That's not a good evening time, but it was like 7 or something like that. Uh, Muppets at 7. I turn to her. She looks at me. Her face, like, lit up. Like, lit up. I was honestly taken back. I thought maybe I was getting stabbed or murdered. I wasn't sure what was going on. She was very <laughs> excited. I wasn't sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. It was a complete toss-up at that point. But she was so, so excited. And then she just, like, lost it. Like, we have to go see the Muppets. we got to go see the Muppets. Like, get us some tickets. Let's go see the Muppets. My wife absolutely loves the Muppets she loves the Muppets like we all grew up with them from one point or another like I'm not a diehard Muppets fan but she loves the Muppets like she (laughs) she loves them like the kind of excitement I saw from you just now like times 20 like she loves the Muppets and that was the thing that just you know that's one of the things like I love about her that she has such this like child not like like child like naive or like um infantile childlike wonder like that childlike wonder that childlike excitement that something that she loves from her childhood like she still gets so so excited about like talk about disneyland she gets so so excited about and so to see that reaction to be able to see that experience is just like man that it just makes you feel good when you see someone love something so much so of course we got tickets for the muppets right um so we get our tickets, we get in the car, we drive across the bridge because we're on like Ruth Street. So the theater is just on the other side of the bridge, the Galaxy. Head down there and we're looking for parking, trying to find parking. I'm swearing at people because people keep taking the spots because there's no parking downtown ever, ever. Why did they build a theater <sighs> downtown? Because and it was like the, the worst, the worst. Well, yeah. And the parking lot Matt- was full, so you had to like find street parking at that moment. Matt, do you remember the beautiful time um, back the when that theater used? You remember that theater actually had three-hour parking? Yes, and it was great. Yes, and then immediate for some reason, halfway through that, they got rid of it and just made it two or four-hour parking. Oh my god, yeah, it was so annoying. They're <laughs> just like, wait, we can make more money if we do it this way. You either pay then, less, risk getting a ticket, or pay more. Like you. Buggers. And then that's when everyone started going there on Sundays because it was free parking free everywhere parking. else. Yeah, it was money, man. It was money. So anyway, I get mad. I'm like a road rage dude. Like, not like road. I'm not gonna get on like beat somebody, but I will yell at people from behind the car like all the time. My kid just like laughs at me all the time. She's like, "You need to chill out." I was like, "Well, this person needs to not be such a jackass." Anyway. So we find a parking spot, finally, <laughs> we get in there, get our popcorn, get our drinks, everything, get seated, and I'm just watching her because her excitement is electrifying. It is like static. If you touched her, you would get zapped. Man, that is the kind of excitement she had for this film. And just watching her expression through the film, that's one of the things I remember so much, like how much she loved it, how much it just gave her those nostalgic feels, how much it brought her back to her childhood 
Kermit the Frog, Fozzie Bear, all these characters that she loved, it just, it brought it all, like, just back for her. So that was, that. that's my memory of going to see the Muppets with my girlfriend, now wife at the time. Um, and that's kind of what stuck out to me. That's the things that I remember. Like, that's, it's the thing, that's a memory that will always stick with me. That excitement and just how how much she loves the Muppets. And it still exists today. Like, if you talk about, if, like, she has the option to watch the Muppets, she's going to be watching the Muppets. And I nowadays probably decline more often than not just because we're not dating anymore. <laughs> you know how that goes. It's like, ah, man, when we were dating, I totally take you that movie. Now I'm like, nah, nah, nah we're going to go, see, we should go see something else. But uh, I don't mind I, the Muppets. I, 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 I just look, don't, like, love look, the Muppets. I, I put the effort in. I don't need to put effort in anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that I've is, already put my that effort in. That is a problem. That is that is a problem, and you need to change your attitude. <laughs> yes, Ethan, I will try to do better. You're absolutely you better. right. You're absolutely right. No, I put an effort for things. Good thing, just not like Good Muppet, thing that I'm not. <laughs> good thing Muppet I'm seven hours away, man, or else I'd smack the crap just out of you. slap the hell out of you. You treat your Muppet-loving wife better. You watch those movies, damn it. Come on, man. If she wants a Kermit tattoo, you are going to pay for that Kermit <laughs> tattoo. Pay for that shit. Listen, I just bought her like a Christmas tree from Costco's. It's not like an actual Christmas tree. It's like, because uh, another thing she loves, obviously, is like Mickey Mouse and like Disney and stuff. I bought yeah. her, um, it's like a, it's a decoration. That's a Christmas tree. And it's got like inside the tree that kind of opens up. It has Mickey Mouse and all his friends on these little train tracks, and they just ride around the tree, and it does little Christmas songs. It's really nice, actually. It's 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 a really nice you know, little ornament. I'm, I'll send you a video of it sometime. It's pretty great. This is from Costco. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you you did this for your wife. I think that's great and wonderful. But it is October, Matt. <laughs> it is <Listen>. October. <laughs> it is too early to be talking about christmas trees no 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 christmas no my man you do not mess again my wife it's like muppets disney christmas don't ever there man like don't even try it is don't even try october it is october listen everything needs its time she went to costco to go get groceries she took all the time to park she took all the time to go win she had her mask she was all covid protected and stuff she's getting her groceries she saw this christmas tree so i sent her some money no, you can you can grab it, honey. You can grab it. Listen, it's brownie points, man, and she loves the again. Tree it's a nice thing. It's, it it's is a, a nice thing. thing. I'm I'm really happy you did it for your wife. I think that's great, and that's not what I'm arguing about. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, it's October. It's like when I went to, I went to Walmart Blame and they had like Costco. pumpkins out front, and I'm like, I texted I texted my friend because I went to Walmart and they had pumpkins out front. And this is September, and I'm like, okay, Walmart needs to cool their jets. And then I walk inside, and there's a big inflatable clown arch with a bunch of Halloween candy and decorations up. And I sent a picture of that, and I'm like, it is September 22nd! No! <laughs> Let's take it down. So you're opposed to, like, all early advancements of holidays. I think you can appreciate them, but, like, again, it's subtlety. It's subtlety. You know? Like, it's everything has its time, everything has its place. And it's just, it's about taking that time and breathing because otherwise man you get overwhelmed you know what though the get, stores you know, the stores are smart they know everybody isn't gonna buy it but they know there's a couple of few of those halloween lovers those christmas lovers who are like screw that i'm in the season now give me that candy give me that like christmas cake i forgot what do people eat at christmas i don't know ice cream give me some of that christmas cane ice cream 
I want it all right now. So they're pretty smart because they know who they're targeting, at least with that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that was my memory of the Muppets. Um, just how much my wife, <laughs> just how much my wife loved it. Uh, so that's kind of always something that'll be with me for sure. But I think that, and that's, I the, think that's uh, great. And that's the nice thing about movies too. That's kind of what I was talking about before, right? Um, not only do I get to enjoy the movie and have the memory of the movie and how much that actually, I really enjoyed the Muppets just, to, just to point out, even though I'm not like the biggest Muppets fan, the Muppets, the one with like Jason Siegel, that's his name, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that is actually a fantastic movie and the best Muppets movie I've seen so far. I'm not a big fan of the older movies. I'm not a big fan of that original old movie. I really enjoyed this one. This was a really, really well done film that wasn't just for Muppet fans. Anyone could love it. Anyone could enjoy it. So number well, one, it, I really it, did enjoy the film. But it was, and I have that memory of it, but it was the experience, it's that memory of just how happy this woman got, my wife got. I was going to say girl. I was like, you know you say girl nowadays? I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what to say half the time. But how excited my wife got just to go see the Muppets. And for me, I would have paid any price for that. It would have been worth it. So super glad I still get to have that memory. Now to the actual Muppets film. Like I said, fantastic. I loved the music. I loved the story, how we we're like yep. following along this like new Muppet. Like it wasn't like, and that's I think where it was great for people who weren't into Muppets at the time because the story angle they took, they just didn't drop you into like the whole, here's the whole Muppet thing. Like, you know, like just jump on in there. You were introduced slowly bit by bit through the eyes of this new Muppet character who just also was a Muppet and loved the Muppets. I don't exactly remember how that all worked, but he was like Jason Siegel's. Was he brother or like stepbrother or something? No, they they were they were brothers, but he one came out of Muppet. And basically, <laughs> yeah, he, that's he right. was always he was always wondering like why he didn't fit in. Yeah, and then he saw the Muppets on TV, and he's like, "This is where I belong. Yeah. Like I belong with them." And he he loves them so much that his brother's like, "You know what? I'm gonna take you. We're gonna go to Hollywood. Yeah. Me and me and my fiance." Or is it fiance or girlfriend? I'm pretty sure it was remember. like, yeah, it was something like girlfriend. That. She wanted to get married, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna go to Hollywood, and like you can come with us. We'll go Amy see Adams? the Muppets. It was Amy Adams, yeah, right? yeah, 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 and like, and like that's I don't know. I really liked that, and I really liked just that story of brotherly love, but also having to learn like when you know there is time to separate, where you need to like you need to go your separate ways, and you need to go in your own paths yeah. as well. Like I think that was a really like, good message. It just had it had really great themes. The music was awesome. And like I said, it was such a great entry point into the Muppets like franchise for someone who it's like, obviously, we all grew up with Sesame Street. We grew up with the Muppets. We grew up with, um, uh, uh, what's that one called? Um, Fraggle Rock, right? Oh, my Down goodness. Fraggle Rock. Um, oh, man. I, that Actually, I probably watched that more than not, but I, it freaked me out. So that's probably why I don't really like the Muppets. It was like just wait, did the, did the Jim Henson Muppets freak you out? like not the Muppets like but Sesame the Fraggle Street Rock stuff? stuff the Fraggle Rock for some reason there's something about the aesthetic of that show that was just kind of like it freaked well, it me out it could be like bit. the way that the the puppet no because the, the shape of the face is very different from regular Muppets yeah, right yeah yeah like it was a little it was a little different but anyway there's something about it that kind of freaked me out as a kid um 
But yeah, no, like we grew up with them, but just to be able to go in there and not being this huge fan of the Muppets, but to get to experience the story, the themes, uh, the music, the characters, and like kind of have through the eyes of this new Muppet character, be able to be reintroduced and get to get that old feeling back of all the Muppets. And that was great. So it was a really well-made, well-produced, well-done film. It's sequels after that. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted. Not that great. Didn't like it. Didn't really like it at all. I was like, oh, I was disappointed. Because I saw, obviously, the first one. So I was excited to see the second one. Didn't like the second one. But this first one, though. Yeah, money, the second man. one was less to be money. desired. Money. So anything else to say about the Muppets on your end? Oh man, I got I got so many things. Yeah, to say go about ahead, the Muppet. man. Like it's, I can tell so you Muppet also love the Muppets. So. Was it honestly? It's for me. It's something I grew up with. Like I was very much always always watching something with the Muppets. Like my aunt always had VHS tapes with like some clips from the episodes. But there was a there there was a VHS tape with they did a Muppet classic, Muppet classics theater or something like that where they reenacted like old literature stories and stuff. Right. Like King Midas, uh, the uh, Three Little Pigs. Um, we grew up watching the Muppet Show, um, the Muppet movies, Muppets from Space. Like the Muppets have been like in my life from well them being in Sesame Street, from them just being in their own stuff, from like everything. Like I just that is what I grew up with. Like. That was very much where a lot of my sense of humor came from as well. Like, So the Muppets really shaped me as a person mm-hmm. growing up. And so when there you know, wasn't the Muppets for a very long time, and then suddenly 2011, they announced this movie. I'm like, oh, the Muppets are back? Okay, all right. I'm in. And then, yeah, I got to... I, I know I saw it in theaters. I can't remember when and where i feel like it was only at center cinema like those one of the smaller theaters classic me. um but i remember it being with a lot of like me a couple friends and like i feel bad because i can't remember which friends <laughs> it was me and a couple friends and <laughs> they weren't important to the story we were there for the muppets let's let's just be honestly clear. like let's as, be clear. it's gonna sound bad but like a hundred percent i was there for the muppets F like i could have gone by myself but then it was just us and like a bunch of kids were there, but that didn't, I didn't care. Like it was just fun. Yeah. And I just remember I laughed basically the whole way through, teared up a bit. Like it just, it has such a range of emotions in it too. Um, then, the, but the memory that I actually have with that out of all of it is actually in college. I had the Blu-ray of it and the DVD and we actually like during our drafting classes and stuff like that, or drafting homework, we'd all hang out in the same room, and there was a projector screen that we could hook computers up to. Right. And so I brought in a bunch of movies, and one of those movies was The Muppets, and we all just, as a, like a class, just watched The Muppets just because while we were all working. And, like, that was fun. That's pretty sweet. But, honestly, I think the problem I have with the sequel is it just, it wasn't missing, it was missing the heart yeah. that the first one had. And I think a lot of that came from, because Jason Siegel was a huge... From part what of I understand, that, he was yeah. a huge part of that first yeah. one, and he huge. loves the Muppets. Yeah. And the second one, it just you could tell it felt like there wasn't that love for the Muppets, that it was more of a let's just try and cash in on this because we can. Yeah. And that's kind of from what I understand, that's kind of how a lot of people have been feeling about more recent Muppet material, is it's not really true to what the Muppets are. 
and more so just kind of feels like it's just trying to be the Muppets. Something else. It's just trying. It's just it's tr- trying it's to be trying the Muppets to be a, without being the Muppets. Being the Muppets. Instead of just yeah. being the Muppets. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't watched anything past Most Wanted, so like, there's a chance that maybe maybe the new stuff is great, and I'm just, you know, ill informed. But anything I've seen has just not been. Yeah. Like that that movie in 2011 was like the last time the Muppets were the Muppets for a lot of people. I, yeah, and, and it, it just, that film struck such a chord. And I think with Jason Siegel in there, again, like it just had such a genuine feeling to it. Like, I think that's what it is. Like it had a lot of heart, but it was so genuine. Like it didn't feel put on. It didn't feel like a film. Like it didn't feel fake. Like it felt real. Like you could feel the character's genuine love for the Muppets in the music when it was and how the characters moved, how they talk. And like that one scene, I can't remember. What was it? Was it when they told the little Muppet kid they were going to see the Muppets or what? I can't remember what it was, but he was just like running. There's like one scene where he's like, and like they were going somewhere and it just kept like changing the backgrounds and he's sitting there just screaming because he couldn't believe it. uh, Was that when he met like Kermit or something? It was something like that. No, it's 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 when he it's when he finds out that the oil baron is gonna destroy the Muppet Theater. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. And he freaks he, he out. Just freaks and he, out, and then yeah. they're like driving around, taking him places, and he's just sitting there screaming, <gasps> like, yeah. like it was just so genuinely funny, charming, the emotion, like it was just, it was genuine, and most Even, wanted like, the self-aware was just humor. Not, not. It was not. The fun part, the funny part about that, and I've seen videos point this out, so this is an original notice. This is something that was pointed out to me. The person who vo- voiced Constantine in, like, so the evil Kermit replica in okay. Most yep. Wanted yep. is now the voice actor for Kermit because they they uh, fired the original voice actor for Kermit. Like, dude, they're, look, just read a little bit into, like, the, the whole thing that went down with, like, the old voice for Kermit and the new guy, and, like, it's... There's some shady stuff, man, and I don't know. I don't know who to believe or what side to be on, but it is, it is weird. The, yeah, show business is shady as hell, man. Well, actually, what's a lot of like most business is shady as hell, especially when you get up to those kind of levels and you're talking that much money. It's a lot of like the the Henson family is saying that you know the the old voice actor didn't embody what Kermit was, but that guy's been voicing Kermit for like a long long time that dude is kermit so like. it's like and that's how a lot of fans feel yeah. as well and so it's just it's really i don't know man i don't know i don't know where i land on that argument because it's such a it's such a like i i'm not there i i can't really comment much because i'm not a part of that situation yeah. at all i can say i prefer the old voice to the new one and a lot of people do but at the end of the day we don't know how much problems were being caused behind the scenes by the old voice actor right like yeah. it's i don't know it's a tricky it's a tricky thing to navigate honestly it's, it's super in your free time man just look into it because it's just you'll be confused as to how complicated oh it sounds like someone that's just gonna to voice a cartoon me. character honestly that type of stuff makes me so mad like it just it just irks me because you just never know who to trust you never know who to be loyal to like loyalty is like a dead thing and especially when you're talking yep. about companies or things like that or organizations, 
Honestly, all it takes is like one change of leadership and that one person doesn't like this person, that person's gone. You know what I mean? Like they'll find a reason. If they want you out at the end of the day, they can find a reason. So maybe it was something like that. Who knows? I don't know. That sounds sketchy as hell though. Sketchy as hell. It's and as like, I meant, it's such a beloved a actor. Like it's so weird. Cause if you're the voice of Kermit the Frog, like you should be untouchable. Like that I mean Besides well, I mean, doing like, something like, incredibly honestly, terrible, you know? That's honestly a big problem, though, is a lot of voice actors aren't viewed as untouchable. Because at the end of the day, their face isn't tied to that character. I guess. It's just their voice. Yeah. It's Which can viewed, be replicated. Actually, well, that's where, that's where, honestly, even just a few years ago, there was a huge strike and fallout in, like, Hollywood and stuff like that with voice actors. And actually, if you look at it more and more, and it's been going on for a while, but a lot there's a lot less specifically voice actors and there's a lot more celebrities who are doing voice acting. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a, there's a noticeable shift in that. And like, I don't know, I have, I have very strong opinions about voice actors and I don't think that they get enough credit or enough love or respect. I really think that they kind of get underrepresented and under acknowledged for sure. And underpaid in the yeah. industry. Cause what they do is it's so much different than acting on yeah. screen. A lot of people don't think so, but it, it is. Well, all you have not... is your voice. That's it. Exactly. And you, you, all you have is your voice to put on an amazing performance. And a lot of times, too, you are putting on the physicality, but no one's going to see that. Yeah. But it also allows you to have a bigger voice. Because, like, as soon as you change your physicality when you're playing a role, you also don't have to worry about looking silly. You can look as ridiculous as possible saying lines. You have to be like, oh, do I look good too while doing this? Like it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's such a such an underappreciated art form i find a different craft kind of like that's where honestly like if anyone's looking for a good documentary on voice acting everyone should look at uh, i know that voice it is phenomenal huh. never heard of it should check it out it's uh it's actually i think it's uh produced by uh john dimaggio it's like the guy who voices bender in futurama okay yeah so it's like him and a bunch of his voice actor friends all got together and they did this documentary on like oh, nice. voice acting and it's it's amazing like it's one of the top documentaries i've ever seen like it's so good hmm. but i mean again you'd say the same thing about mickey mouse being untouchable but i mean his voice actor has changed how many times that's true i mean sometimes it comes Goofy's with age be. right like if they're there forever that's kind of that's one thing that happens when a lot For of them, sure. a lot of them do go until until death, especially yeah. well, that's the thing in the in the old, in the old ways of doing thing, a hundred percent, it was till death. Like that's what happened with Fred Flintstone. First, he the guy didn't get replaced until he died. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then he got replaced by the guy who provided Fred Flintstone's singing voice. So it's like okay, so it's a guy who was already doing a Fred Flintstone impression. Cool. Yeah, and it's it's actually really funny to look at the guy who's currently playing Fred Flintstone. Because it's the same voice actor as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars series. Oh, James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. So you know what he looks like, right? Yeah. He's like a skinny little he guy. He's nothing like Fred Flintstone. But he, no, but his Fred is, that's all the Fred you hear, like even in Family Guy and like anywhere where Fred pops up. Yeah. That's him. And that's a great impression of Fred Flintstone. That's a great voice. Damn. Like, 
And when you watch him doing videos of it, he's just this—he's just this skinny little guy yeah, who just suddenly pops up skinny. his chest yeah, and then yeah. just like Barney, like it's amazing. I love it. Huh. Like it's so good, man. Man, I could just go on for hours about voice acting. Like it's just—it's—it's it's, again, it's just—it's a craft that is so underappreciated and underloved. And then puppetry on top of it too, though. Yeah. Like most of these voice actors are also doing the puppet work as well. Like Underneath, it's crazy. Yeah. It's. It, it's amazing and it's just and again the fact that they've changed these pieces of felt into living breathing characters that you become emotionally like again, attached to yeah can you name the voice actor of kermit the frog no you just know him as kermit the frog yeah the only one people can really name is jim henson frank oz and who did frank oz voice yoda grove is it grover I can't remember. One of the other Sesame Street people. I think do. he did a Grover. couple of the Sesame Street but people, he, yeah. Dude, he does Miss Piggy. He does Fozzie. He's, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's Gonzo, or is Gonzo a different guy? I don't remember. That's Frank Oz does, like, a whole bunch of them. But the only reason, the main reason you know those two is they did the main characters, but they also went into directing, too. They also made, like, they directed the movies. Like, it's, like, it's, man, like, a lot of these people who are puppeteers and vo- voice actors, they don't get credit for what they do. But I think that's also that's part of the magic of doing that stuff, though. Yeah. Is that you're not you're not the face of that. You're, you're totally you're the character. character to life. You're totally the character. Yeah. And you're and you're bringing this again, this cartoon or this piece of fabric or anything like that to life, especially for kids where. Well, again, even Tom Hanks not getting recognized as Woody is amazing. There's a story where like kids like he t- says, like kids don't recognize him at all as as Woody. Yeah. And his parents are like, no, their parents are like, oh, no, like, that's Woody and stuff like that. So he always tells the kids, like, you know, close your eyes. And then he starts talking like in Woody's Woody. voice. And yeah. then suddenly they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's, <laughs> And that's that's a credit to great voice acting and great yeah. voice characterization. Again, when you've separated yourself from yourself and you've become that character. Totally agree. And, and there's so much more to voice acting than just a funny voice. You know what I mean? Like some people are like, oh, you just make a funny voice. Easy peasy. Like there's so much more to it, and you touched on a well, lot like, of those different things there as well, but it, it it's just a craft in its own right, and a lot of the times, um, like you that, said, they're bringing a lot of Hollywood actors to a lot of voice acting, but like you definitely missed. There's something missed from having like a professional like this is their single craft that they work on voice actor compared to like bringing Tom Holland in to voice a dog or something or a chicken. You know what I mean? Like there's two different results that you're definitely going to be getting performance. Well, then you have some, you have some voice actor, you have some actors who have the energy. Like Michael J. Fox is one that comes to mind. Like he always was a very energetic performance and performer and still is. And so when he switched to voice acting, like his voice, you still recognize as Michael J. Fox, but like it works because he voiced Stuart Little. Yeah. And, but it was never like, listening to that i'm never like oh that's marty that's that's michael j fox it's like no that's Stuart little yeah because he has that life and that energy behind him i think he was also in homeward bound i want to say he played chance oh that would make sense again i'm not sure and again you don't yeah you don't you don't think about it because it's again it's, it's just, just that, the character the character yeah yeah right like and that's um one of my favorite anecdotes from voice acting though like this is a whole side tangent that has nothing to do with like the muppets necessarily but um mel blank was talking 
like Mel Blanc's the guy who, who uh, voiced like Bugs Bunny and all the all the original Looney Tunes. That was oh, all okay. him. It was just all one guy. It was like one guy, and then they hired like someone to do Granny. And um, there's that famous duck season, rabbit season sketch. And at one point, Daffy and Bugs pretend to be each other. So he had to do an impression of Daffy doing an impression of Bugs. Nah, just layered. And then do an impression of Bugs doing an impression of Daffy. Yeah. And he's like, that was, it was bonkers. It's super weird when you have to be a voice actor doing an impression of, especially when it's all you. When it you're you doing an impression you of you. impersonating you, impersonating yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And like, and then do the reverse of that, where it's you impersonating you, impersonating you. And like, again, man, it's just, it's such a, it's such a craft. And it just gets ignored and like tossed by the wayside. But then the people who love it, love it the people who are invested in voice acting are obsessed with it yeah. and it's amazing it's it's so huh and like again like the muppets it is just it's magic it's straight up magic because again to bring it back to that these people brought these fictional characters these, again these toys into being real beings that kids just get excited when they see yeah or when there's when there's interviews the fact that there's interviews not with Jim Henson, but with Kermit with the Frog. Kermit the Frog, with the characters themselves, yeah. Well, I think there was a panel a while ago, and it was just, it's literally, it's the Muppets sitting at a table talking to, like, the audience, and there's no puppet. You don't see any <laughs> puppeteers. Awesome. You don't see anyone yeah. behind them. It's great. Like, there's one, I think, um, I want to say Miss Piggy threw a jab at Fox News in one of, Fox News in one of them. No, oh, that wouldn't be surprising. And Kermit... <laughs> And then Kermit just like, oh, we're going to get in trouble for that. He's <laughs> like, smooth amazing. move, Piggy. Smooth move. I got to say, though, one of the communities that do, that do, that do, one of the communities, <laughs> one of the communities that do really appreciate voice actors is gaming. Like, because that's really all the actors you have for gaming. You know what I mean? And a lot of the voice mm -hmm. actors do a lot of the physicality and uh, the motion captures and all those things for it. But like that is one community even, that loves voice actors and where voice actors really become very prominent. Um, but even then, if you look characters. at, if you look at a lot of newer video games, though, there are more and more celebrities being brought over. Yeah, not, not too many though. Not too many. More than there was. Mm, I wouldn't say by any old... significant amount. Like most of them are still... Most of them, if you're talking about celebrities, like a lot of them are celebrity voice actors kind of thing who have become the height of, you know, their their group there. Uh, like Nolan North, Troy Baker, huge, 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 huge in so many different games, so many different games. Um, those guys get into a lot of things, but I, w I wouldn't say there's a lot of like, like Hollywood actors getting into do gaming voices, at least not a lot. Like every once in a while, one will pop up, but nothing, nothing significant. Nothing significant. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't okay, know. give me some examples here. Prove me wrong, then, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking off the top of my head, and I'm like, I'm not thinking of any like Ellen Page, listers, Defoe, like Keanu Reeves. Ellen Page, Willem Dafoe, Keanu Reeves, the entire cast of Until Dawn. Um, I don't know what Until Dawn is. I don't know. Play that. 
it's a it's a beautiful horror game it's amazing it's like you play as these kids up at a cabin and it's basically a survival horror game where you all have to like try and figure out what's going on and like it's it's messed i can't really say much without um yeah i can't can't uh, sorry go ahead um i'll let you finish i'll let you finish rami mal rami malik's in it hayden penetier um yeah, I wouldn't call those other... guys like eight, like Rami now, but I'm sure at the time that that game came out, Rami was not. He was not um, a class. Like a lot, you'll get a lot of like lower class, but you're not gonna get like Will Smith rolling up in there. Keanu, Nathan I, Fillion. Nathan Fillion has been in gaming for a long time, though. I mean, like true, yeah. For a long um, time, he's been in gaming. Um, and Keanu Reeves is I. I believe that's more of a marketing thing more than anything. Like, man, we got Keanu Reeves in our game. Like, hell yeah, why wouldn't you do that? That makes sense. That's kind of like the only one I can think of, really, off the top of my head. But Willem Dafoe was in, he's done games, that James Bond game that I was talking about, like, way back in the day. He was in that. So they sprinkle in every once in a while. I'm not saying they're non-existent. I'm just saying it's not like, wow, there's all of a sudden a staggering amount of a-list actors rolling up in here i don't know i don't play video games because i'm cool and have a life there we go Aha, matt zing zinger zinger sorry to anybody sorry to anybody who plays video games uh, i don't I think pl- you guys i play don't have video games from time to time um i do do i enjoy video games but like for me it's i think i think there is that's where a lot of voice actors have gone is to video games yeah but like also i think yeah it just i don't know it's it just seems it, like it's a weird move like when when the movie scoob came out and they have all the voice actors who've been playing the scooby-doo characters for how long and they all just got replaced by celebrities yeah like that's a weird move like why would you you have a pre-established voice cast that you could probably play pay less than these celebrities you're telling me frank welker costs more than zach evron probably not <laughs> i don't think so you could probably save wrong. money but yeah no most of these guys get brought in mainly for marketing purposes above all things right so that they have their name attached to it like it's more of a marketing tool than it is about the money kind of thing it's about hoping to draw in more people but again like they're not going to do as good of a job as someone who's a hired seasoned professional this is their craft voice actor At the end of the day they're just oh, not going to do as good of a job um but yeah but you know all all series everything kind of at some point in time brings in big celebrities um my main thing with the muppets my main thing with this movie is it recaptured what the muppets were for all those years yeah and it, it just it, it found its footing again and it just i don't know it gave it gave hope and optimism for what the muppets could become and then it was quickly dashed in the years that followed but it was just it was i don't know as someone who loved the muppets it was so good to go back to the theaters and get to actually see a muppet movie in theaters yeah and just love it yeah like, you, you you made a good pick for 2011 man, man. And like i totally agree like it's such it's one of those feel-good movies kind of like wreck it ralph like we talked about last episode um, yeah or like you know part one of last episode but it's just a really feel-good movie and i got some feel-good memories for it so it's like win-win i love the muppets it was great 
It was fantastic. It was such a good movie yeah. call. Ah, 2011. 2011. All right, so something a little less uh, heartwarming, a little more a little less ball busting. <laughs> Fast Five. Fast Five. Obviously, now we're getting to the point where it's like, again, this isn't like the best movie ever, but like Fast Five was really good, especially when you're considering the Fast and Furious franchise and where it was at at that point. Um, I think yeah. they had the the fourth one just came out not too long before that. Fast and Furious, or Fast and Fast, yeah, and, fast furious. and Furious. God, like the naming things were so annoying. I wasn't sure if number four when I watched it, if this was some sort of weird reboot, semi reboot. It was so confusing because it was pretty much was the a... same storyline. Like at least with Paul Walker's character, it seemed like it. I was like, is this supposed to be a reboot? I'm so confused. I think I think it was a soft reboot, and again, I'm speaking as someone who have only seen one, two, half of three, and seven. Yeah, <laughs> what from what I understand, seven. From what I understand, four is kind of where the tone started to shift into what it has become now. Yeah, and four was definitely like, yeah, yeah. I would agree. A like, drastic change from three and two, right? Well, and, like and one, four was closer to two. Than it is to like anything after that, I would say. Four is kind of like the bridge movie, I guess you would yeah. say. Um, and they brought Paul Walker back, right? Because he had been absent since two. They did three, which was totally different Tokyo Drift. You didn't think there was any more movies after that. Then, surprise, it's, here's a whole bunch of more movies. And you're like, okay, isn't it cool. That all take place before Tokyo Drift. And then we yeah. don't catch up to Tokyo Drift till six. Seven. I want to say it's seven. Oh yeah, seven is where he actually Han, goes to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Seven. Because like, like yeah, man. Like that's that that was the weirdest thing. Again, as someone who's never watched the series, that was the weirdest thing to find out. Is that so? Technically, Tokyo Drift takes place after six, or before six, or during six. Like yeah, we sometime don't know. in the middle, sometime in between six and seven. There's Tokyo Drift. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um. But four is kind of like that bridge. It was like kind of weird. I didn't really dig four. I'm like, it was okay. It just seemed to retread a lot of ground. Brian was a cop and he's not a cop anymore at the end. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like the same character arc as the first one. Just like instead of being a cop, he's like FBI now. So it's slightly different, but not really that much different. Fast five is where everything changed. I thoroughly enjoyed this film thoroughly enjoyed this film as soon as you like brought dwayne johnson on he brought just like a whole new energy to him that the film like that the series at the time really needed the stunts went up the ridiculousness of it went up now granted not as high as it continues to push but this was the start of like that's some pretty wild shit happening um i remember one of my memories like going to this film and kind of the reason i picked it is it was our good you know family friends jeff karina we went with them it was me my wife again and then i think it was like karina's brother-in-law or something who was also there there was like one other dude there don't exactly remember specifically it was me it was not you <laughs> not even close it was definitely not you me. Are, trust me you were way too white to be this dude <laughs> you were way too I, white. I think i was also in i think i was also in alberta at the time yeah so. probably it definitely it definitely wasn't you <laughs> it definitely wasn't you surprise <laughs> seeing this is like the first year we've talked since like 
a long time. Graduation? Yeah. <laughs> long time. It definitely was not you. But I just remember, like, the thing about this film, there are some films that become even more enjoyable. Like, they're enjoyable at their base. They're enjoyable, enjoyable for what they are. There are some films that become even more enjoyable when you watch them with, like, someone who's loving it as much as you, like your best bud. Like, my wife and Karina, I don't know how much they liked it or not. They probably could care less. But me and Jeff, we're like, grab. It's like, well, so like grabbing each other's arms. Like, like anytime something crazy would happen, we were just, like, losing our freaking minds. And it made it so much fun. I just had a blast watching this movie in the theater. And the whole theater was just eating it up. Eating it up. Um, you know, is you that got when the action really, like, exploded kind of thing? What's or that? Has it just been gradual? Is that when the action, like, really exploded? It's when it took... It definitely like, when it top? took, like, the next level. It's not, like, over the top like it is today. Like, it's not as ridiculous. But it's, like... It, that, it was a good step to get there. And it was it's not ripping a minigun off of an uh, off of a fighter jet and walking towards yeah. someone shooting yeah. it, yeah, or like launching yourself off like a bridge to catch someone over. I can't remember exactly all the shit that happens in these films. They get absolutely insane, right? Like where they're or racing like space. a submarine. Like this next one, they're for sure going to space. It's either space or no, it's dinosaurs. Been, I think that's, it's gotta be, dude. I think that's been confirmed. Is that they're going to space? Yeah, like, I want to say Ludacris said they're going to space. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But this one was good. Like it took this one was like the great first step, and but without like the extreme ridiculousness. Like sometimes it was a little ridiculous, but it wasn't extreme. Um, they had some. They had great character moments. Uh, obviously, had the Rock versus Vin Diesel, and like that was great. And one of the other things that was so fun about this film, everyone was just jacked, like just randomly jacked, except Paul Walker. But like every other dude in this film, like Dwayne Johnson, um, Vin Diesel, and the guy who plays, ah, he was in the first movie, and I don't know what his character's name is, and he hasn't showed up since then since five but these guys were all just like freaking just jacked as hell just ready to roll it was it was just i don't know it was a lot a lot of fun um did it give you body goals man (laughs) yeah i'm like man i need to be like the rock like there's seriously this one time they're getting chased by the rock and the fbi like chase them through like the shanty town and the rock literally like blows through one of the shanty town walls you know what i mean like it's just one of those films uh at the end they're like they got like two souped up dodge chargers and they're like literally ripped a bank vault out of a wall and they're driving down the street with it and it's kind of like you know hanging off these two wires out these two cars and they're like ripping it down the road like it was just a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um the movie itself obviously you know you wouldn't say like oh best movie of 2011 hands down but it it was a lot of fun. And when you're watching it with your buddies who are enjoying it just as much as you, it just like, it's like hitting the NOS, man. Hitting the NOS on the fun factor. So that was fast. Five. Is that the first one? Is that the first one Gal Gadot's in? Too? Yeah. That's the first one they like bring in like the whole, like that whole team dynamic starts coming together. Um, cause, family. Yeah. Like, well, the fourth, no, it was always about family, right? But the fourth one, like, didn't, like, they didn't have, like, Ludacris coming in. Like, this movie was the one where they brought everyone from, like, different movies into, like, one team, right? Where they became, like, their crew that kind of operates now all the time. 
Um, this was the first movie that they brought everyone in for. So, no, it was it was it was a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun just like freaking out with my bud because there's like real some really high intensity stunt work going on and some real tense moments and uh yeah that was great the rock and the speaking rock and vin out. diesel being each other yeah it was good it was good but yeah speaking of being each other let's move on to the next third one speaking of speaking of freaking out with your bud Ooh. i'm assuming paranormal activity three yep or did you not get scared about that or was that um, one not as scary no so like mainly the first one was like way scarier and maybe i'll talk about that for like, like our yeah. halloween one because there was like some weird shit that happened like around that movie that was like freaked us out too which was like strange so i'll talk about that like next week i only watched that one because of you man it's the only yeah the yeah only reason it was like weird thank, shit thanks, but like man. paranormal activity like they're mostly all the same and this one is definitely not the best film of you know 2011 anything like no for for real like it's it's not like a great film the tension is okay but for me this movie just has like a lot of nostalgia for going with my friends and me and chris we go to a paranormal activity every year we at least after three we didn't we stopped going maybe no they didn't stop getting made but we definitely stopped no there's dude there's up to six there's at least okay we definitely stopped after three because the quality really declined after that and the effect kind of wears off, right? At some point. Well, yeah. It's, At some point. You, you can like, only have so many found footage films that are real. <laughs> the same until... thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was It was. pretty much like Paranormal Activity 2 and 3 just added more context to the first Paranormal Activity. So, which was like, Would... okay. But this is when like the girls in the first two films are like girl, like little kids little kids yeah and they don't actually remember like experiencing the demon or something like that i don't remember um exactly how it all played out because again it wasn't that great but me and my buddy chris we go to see this film and we brought like our friend crystal with us this time and no one like she apparently gets like super motion sickness and we sat like really close and there's a lot of like shaking and shit because it's like a found yeah. footage kind of film so like she was not happy by the time we're done and i felt really terrible because i didn't know I didn't know she had a problem at all. So here we are watching the thing. Screen's like shaking everywhere. And she's just like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. And we're having a blast. And then afterwards, yeah, you find out that she was not having fun. You're like, oh, she should have brought you, I guess. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's my bad. That's my bad. I'm in. That's my bad. That's my bad. Um, but no, so like we had this tradition that we'd go see Paranormal Activity every Halloween. And then I would sit there and just like say random shit. Cause that's kind of what we did in the first one again i'll get into the story a bit more next time but this one was specifically funny because in this one the demon had a name which was like really weird and his name was like toby <laughs> and i can't remember who named it like if it was like if it was like the kids who named it or if it was just some random person i don't recall um but they did use a lot of like great camera work for the tension and stuff like i think they put the camera was like on one of like those fans that went back and forth i can't remember if that okay that might be the third second one i can't remember anymore but either way there was like a camera that would go back and forth so you would like see part of the room then it would go away then you would see it again so every time you're like fuck what's gonna be around what's gonna be on the other side of that wall or next time it comes back right there's like sometimes creepy shit 
Um, but no, I had a great time Paranormal Activity 3. <laughs> yeah, Toby. <laughs> well, that's what we thought, Toby from The Office, right? Like, that was like, that was so, like, the demon's name was Toby. And, which is like the, no, mo- like, that immediately no. makes the movie not scary and funny at that point. Because if you're going like, to name a demon, why is it named Toby? Why was it named Toby? I don't know. But Toby was a creeper because all he did was like perv on these two little girls. Like all he did was just like F with these two kids the whole movie. So like the whole time I was just like, Toby, what? I was like, this demon's a perv. I was like, Toby, quit being a creep. Because the kid would be like running, then just hit nothing. Like, boom. There's like one scene where she hits like nothing, like Stonewall. And then all of a sudden, like her hair just like gets grabbed like up into a ponytail. And I'm like, Toby, quit being a perv, man. So like when you name when you name your demon toby and your whole goal is to go to this film to chirp at it um we had a lot of fun and the people around us had fun too i think because some people like at those films you get like a lot of tension kind of like how we were at the first one and sometimes cracking a few jokes having a couple laughs just makes everything all better because here's the thing about the theater you can't escape the horror movie in the theater at home you can go to a different room you can get some blankets you I can mean, cover your eyes. You can just you can turn the movie off and be like, no, nope, not today. Not today. When you're in the theater, you have to sit there and let it happen to you. You can't just leave. Nah, bathroom breaks. <laughs> you can't just leave. Everyone's going to be like, look at that coward. You got to sit there and for honor's sake, just watch the damn movie. I'm not a coward. I got a weak bladder, <laughs> guys. Just, leave I me just got to pee. And everyone's like, coward. And they like throw shit at you. Like you can't leave a horror you can't you can't you gotta sit through the film so cracking there's a couple like, laughs having a couple time. jokes making fun of Do- toby the pervert ghost was a lot of fun that's why paranormal activity 3 is my best film of 2011 that's how good i'm rating best films of 2011 <sighs> see but the problem with the problem with leaving theaters during a horror movie too is like there's never really a good time to go or you think there is and that's when it gets you because like there is when we were no, when we were watching. We went and saw the remake of Evil Dead, um, and I got up to go to the bathroom, and I actually ended up standing at the door watching the movie from the hallway leading to the door because as I got up and walked away, stuff started happening. Yeah, yeah. and like and like I realized, and that's just when everything ramped up in that movie. So I'm like, had to wait for like a moment where it died down. I'm like, okay, ran to the bathroom, ran back, didn't miss it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's tricky, man. Oh man. Yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, no, Paranormal Activity 3, not super creepy, mainly because they named the ghost Toby, but we had a good time. Me and Chris. Crystal did not have such a great time, though, because motion sickness, but she would have, if not for motion sickness, but no, it was good. Um, so yeah. I honestly, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen past the first one for Paranormal Activity, and like, like, do you think the franchise would have been better if every movie was about a different ghost or a different like it's a different we found this footage of this different haunting probably i don't know and it's more of an anthology Uh, series rather than how far connected they were after three um one and two worked because like one was the first one right so that was like oh this is a whole new experience type thing yeah crazy by two you got the pattern figured out two maybe it was two that no okay so two the camera also moved but it was just a security camera that moved. Um, in three, it was definitely like on one of those like fans. 
that just goes there's old ass then, fans that go back and forth but one and two were say three was a little like because then i think at the end there was some weird cult in witches and there was a whole reason why this demon was attached to this family whereas one which is a lot less seemed, frightening or, yeah whereas one it seemed like this demon randomly chills you to just f with you so that's a scary idea well um the second one gave a bit more context to it like oh no it's effed with your sister first but couldn't get to her so now it's coming to you so you can go and kill her family because that's what happened to steal this baby then you're like why is the demon trying to steal the baby that's weird and then in three it kind of gives you the weird family history and like some weird cult shit and you're like oh that's why the demon tried to steal the baby so it takes away like that randomness factor of it and just like oh so if i don't if my family doesn't mess around with like witches and like you know demon cults and shit i should be fine like so kind of well, it's like it's literally like the the part that scared me the most about the first one is 100 percent was like when they found that the uh, the burnt photo yeah like like that that out of oh in the every attic other in jump the attic, scare, right? yeah out of every other jump scare everything else that happened in that film that is the one that it's still to this day i thought about like we were just talking here and i thought about that moment and i got goosebumps i'm like oh geez like that still makes me the most uncomfortable out of the entire movie. That's a weird, which thing. is weird because weird thing to be it's so, it's so subtle. Yeah, it's so subtle, and again, without the context of the rest, because I don't have the context for the rest of the series. Yeah, so that's just a weird thing to have happen, but you could totally see it happening. Yeah, like happening if you had like a, if you had a haunting, like you could see that being a thing that happens where just a random picture from your past that went up in a fire is suddenly found in your new home yeah. like holy crap holy crap holy crap yeah. holy crap like it's still again that keeps me up at night that out of everything that just freaked out the ball you're like no 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 well again man, it's been like because what the first one came out 2009 uh yeah it would have been halloween 2009 so it's been 11 years and i still get uncomfortable when i think about that yeah. scene yeah it stuck with me <laughs> it's like you're welcome ethan anytime buddy i anytime i'm not sleeping tonight <laughs> good night everybody well i'll see you guys all later goodbye goodbye now goodbye um but yeah no that was <laughs> those paranormal activity activity movies are funny now i never seen anything after three so i don't know i think they moved away from that story and did other things but obviously none of those movies were anywhere near as successful as far as i know so and i think they had different concepts and different Again, ideas I know they made that six. they tried to do and it just didn't it didn't work as well as like the first like three the but five was like five is like ghost dimension or something yeah like there was like some weird thing like i didn't i didn't i don't know and maybe it's still connected to the story i'm not sure but i hope there wasn't anything more to tell. Like the three movies gave you all the context you need for the first one, for the first one to lose. It's kind of like the fear of it, right? The fear factor of it. I think it would have been yeah. more effective to different houses, different people, different situations. But yeah, no, those are my three so best films of 2011. Not necessarily because they were the best films, but I got a lot of just like good memories with my friends and obviously with my future wife with the Muppets and the Muppets itself was a great movie. Like if there was, I guess a movie to put on top, it would probably be Muppets. Cause that was a great movie.
just in itself and a lot of great memories well, around it. Again. And Fast Five was pretty good with some great memories. Paranormal Activity 3 was pretty terrible, but I had some great memories. So that's kind of, you know. And that's the important thing and, at the end of the day. And, and like I said, that's like the best part about film because even when a film is terrible or bad, like, and that's kind of actually one of the best things about horror movies because the older horror movies get, like bad ones become hilarious good ones become yep. great great ones become like legendary like horror actually ages very well like there's definitely a benefit to watching old horror i don't know if you find that but i definitely find that oh yeah i definitely find like some of the old ones that were really great like they just it kind of levels up like in the ones that are bad today you watch them later on and it's hilarious like it's just a great time so horror ages well um but no, that's like one of the best parts about film. Like you just get so memories with your friends getting together when you can experience a movie together with the people you care about, whether they're friends, whether they're family and the memories those or films foes. create. Like, they, yeah, like that's, that is the magic of movies. And that's what I miss in this COVID era is being able to get together with all my friends and go to the movies and like, and watch movies with each other. Cause that's, like eh, we'll get past well it. yes we will i'm not saying it's gonna happen forever but that is the the best part of the movie going experience right when you go watch endgame when you go watch infinity war with a theater full of people and thor shows up in wakanda or cap catches thor's ha hammer you know what i mean like people like cheered that no, is man. a great movie going get... experience like those are the moments i love love I just get obnoxious people in my theaters. Like I just get people who talk the entire time. I never, I never really get moments of people cheering and being really excited. Well, I get people sucks. being like, "I'm just gonna talk like this." Oh, the, oh yeah, like I'm on my phone because like why am I in a movie if I'm just gonna be playing on my phone? And it's like those what are people you doing? are the worst. But most of the time, that's where honestly it's pretty great. I've had, I've had more in recent years like yeah. not 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 entirely but in recent years i have had more enjoyable times in either empty film or empty theaters yeah. or at home like i'll i'll actually purposely try and go to daytime showing cuz like the theater is empty so if i want to you know talk a little bit i'm not interrupting anybody but also i can just enjoy it in peace without everyone on their phone and everyone talking well yeah it depends on the movie it depends on the audience right at the end of the day again, at the end of the day at least at least where i am now there's like a lot of people who go to movies are just going there because it's the thing to do yeah and it's like it's like okay but like let's actually watch the movie we're here to watch a movie let's that's why for those big comic book ones man you gotta go opening night because that's when all like the people who love the same shit we all go <sighs> together and it's a really great time it's a really great time. But it's so late, and I'm such an old man. <laughs> One know. foot in the grave. just. But it's a lot of fun. I'm not as young as I used to be, Matt. <laughs> it's a good time, though. It is truly, truly, truly a good time. And that's what I love about oh, movies. Yeah. That's kind of how I picked my best films. Just not necessarily the films themselves, but just the memories that were created around the films. That I'll hold with me forever, which is pretty great. Um, honorable mentions, because obviously there was some pretty good films in 2011. Thor was great. Really loved Thor. Fish out of water scenario. Yep. A story about brothers trying to find the love of their father and deal with each other. It was a really great story. X-Men First Class. Obviously, that was like the best one of like the new set. Like Days oh, of Future Past 100%. was pretty good. But X-Men First Class was like... Eh, there was, I have, oh, I have man, thoughts, there was, but you'll... There was so much potential 
after first class, right? Like so much potential. Oh, trust me. It sucks that it like drove itself into the ground by the time it got to the you're, end. You're gonna hear, you're gonna hear all my thoughts when we get to my topics. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, Transformers three. I actually liked the third one. Two was terrible. Three had some redeeming quality moments in it, and I was okay with it. No, not for me. No, not didn't for like me. three. It was still, man. I didn't like one until four, and four I only liked because like it was so bad that i liked it like that's that's the only reason i liked four (laughs) two things with three that i really specifically didn't like most of it i dug um i didn't like patrick dempsey he didn't really do it for like oh he was in the movie wasn't he he? was and that's how forgettable my goodness like he was just not a really great human antagonist um and then what was it what was the other thing oh damn now i totally forgot um oh how quickly and like just out of the blue the movie ended like listen i'm totally with like mm-hmm. ending a movie quickly like you need to wrap things up uh after like the, you hit the climax you got to wrap your story up you can't go on for another half hour man unless you're lord of the rings return of the king okay that's the only exception but even then that movie had so many fake endings you were like when is this movie over because you're trying to make me feel things and i keep getting pulled back in and then i want to stay and then you take me out you keep like, making me just, feel things it, over exactly. again and my it emotions wasn't a bad thing. It was just, you're keeping making me feeling things man stop it stop it um but that movie was like so sun like optimus like i don't know he beat whatever i can't remember sentinel prime or something like that and then like megatron shows up it's like you want to f with me he's like yeah 10 seconds like not even man like two moves megatron's dead i was like well, that was anticlimactic. And then the movie, then he walks onto the bridge and then like movie over. I was like, what? I mean, okay, but like, what? <laughs> like, it just, so like, I, they just left a lot of things dangling and they're just like, and movie over. So I was like, cool. So like the city, like the sh- Chicago got decimated in that pretty movie, much. Right? Yeah. Like, absolutely destroyed. But, and this maybe is more of a problem with the fourth movie, but it's kind of a problem with both. Because in the fourth movie, they show a sign of like in remembrance of, of like this thing yeah, would yeah. happen. How many, how many lives lost? And like, it's thirteen hundred lives lost, <laughs> which seems inconsequential to right now. <laughs> um, in like September eleventh, three thousand people died from two buildings dropping. Yeah. There was multiple buildings dropping. There were people getting like shot at and murdered by the Decepticons and only half <laughs> of an entire like in the entire city where like the, the population of Chicago, it, I think, was like it, well it's, over. A million it's huge. Or yeah, a million. It's big. Chicago's a big city. And like thirteen hundred people died. That was it. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, like, I'm not saying that's not a lot. That's still a lot of life. But like, seems like you know, a little like, low. What? A little low. It's very low. Thirteen thousand, I could believe. Yeah, that would be that would be something to be like. Okay, thirteen thousand people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> and I went back. I any time that I I question myself to this day, and I've checked it like four <laughs> or five times, if not more, to make sure I'm not yeah. crazy. But like, I will go back. I will pop in Age of Extinction just to find that shot, just to be like. Okay, it still says 1300. I'm not I'm crazy. I'm not losing my I'm freaking crazy. mind. So it's either they either they just underestimated in Age of Extinction or they destroyed way too much of a city. 
Yes, without killing anybody. In, uh, and you know what an easy way to deal with that is? You know what an easy way to deal with that is? Is just deal with it how the Avengers did in the first Avengers. Don't give a number. Yeah. Just have like a lot of mayhem happen and then have people be like, yeah, remember when those aliens attacked? You don't need to say, yeah, and X amount of people died. You can just be like, well, I think they did that. In so- then they turned around and did that in that. Civil War, though, didn't they? I think there's a kill count. No, I don't think, I they think ever there's gave a kill exact. count on that. Like when uh, General Ross is like Secretary Ross is like talking to them and it's showing like all the different areas. I think there's a kill count. I have to go back and check, but I feel like there's a kill count. Oh, for now I'm curious. Watch, it's going to be a ludicrously small number as well. It's like well, six people yeah, died. And, and, and to like... be fair, like the whole alien invasion didn't like leave. Like it was only within a couple blocks, ultimately. Like it didn't get too, too far outside. Wait, the best part is you can watch for people getting killed in Avengers, but you're not going to see anybody. Yeah. No one dies in that movie. There's a lot of really close calls, but no one actually dies but, in Avengers. But everyone dips out. Yeah, it's kind of great. <laughs> everyone dips out. It's just like it's like. All right, and there were a bunch of boo-boos that needed some band-aids and kisses to be fixed, but overall we survived we the it. tragedy that was the <laughs> Yeah. We did it, guys. Nice work. Nice work. Yeah. The, no. the only fatality was when Iron Man's hot heart stopped beating for like the five seconds there yeah. when we weren't but sure if he was. But don't dead. worry, we had a Hulk, so we're all good guys. We're all we're all we're all good. Yeah. Um, who needs who needs uh, who needs a defibrillator? You just we have Hulk yelling at you. We have a defibrillator. We have a Hulk. <laughs> Works just as well. Thor's just just not as convenient. Thor's just sitting there with his hammer, being like, "But I I I I could have done that. <laughs> I could have fixed him." That's funny because then in like Endgame, I guess Tony Stark's heart like stops twice in a day, kind of thing. Because, like, Endgame, oh, Ant-Man, yeah, like, so. pulls the plug on him or whatever. So then he loses it. I'm like, oh, so that's, like, the second time in a day your heart was having some problems? Like, that seems inconvenient. <laughs> Just thinking about but that I now. I, I do. I That whole time travel sequence I really enjoy. As much as I don't like their time travel mechanics, I love that sequence. Yeah, there, there is some fun. It's there is some a... fun to be had. Um, Just, yeah, go ahead. That's it. That oh, okay. It. I, okay. Just, I just... Yeah, thinking about that time travel sequence was just fun. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, no, like Transformers three again, like not, not not like the best, but it was significantly better than two. And the only thing that annoyed me, I guess, out of like what kind of leads forward to five is they like did like the whole bring Cybertron to Earth uh, again. I was like, didn't they do that in three? But five was just a hot mess, so it doesn't really matter. But I don't remember five. I actually like actively suppress anything that happened in that movie. Well, five, they tried to bring Cybertron to Earth again. I was like, I'm pretty sure this was the plot of three, but okay, whatever. Moving on. But then it was Unicron the whole (laughs) time. Earth is Unicron. And then they're like, and reboot. We're like, perfect. Great timing. Um, Oh, this is a great cliffhanger (laughs) ending, guys. Thanks. Another great movie from 2011. Horrible Bosses. Really, really funny. Never seen it. What? Are you kidding me yeah. right now? I'm pretty no. sure it's on Netflix. Go watch it, man. Seriously, out of all the movies well, here. between that and Darkest Hour. Like, yeah, okay, so Horrible Bosses is a fantastic Halloween one because it's about killing your horrible bosses. So murder, so Halloween. There you go. It's great for October. But no, seriously, man. Ooh. Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, Jason Sudeikis, um, Jennifer Aniston. I'm trying to pl- remember who plays the bosses. Jennifer Aniston is one. 
Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Back before he was, you know. Oh no, he was always that. Oh, I'm not saying he wasn't. (laughs) I'm just saying back before he was blacklisted from like Hollywood. Um, Ah, what's the other guy? Tip of my tongue. Um, who's the cat who played? He's playing Penguin in the new Batman movie. Oh, Colin, Colin yeah, Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah. So, is it bad? No, the movie's really good. No, I mean, no, I mean, like, is it bad that I get Jason Sudeikis and uh, Jason Bateman mixed up all the time? Uh, yes, because I mean, they're both very funny, but very different. Um, but no, dude, seriously, dude, 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 and anyone who hasn't watched Horrible Bosses, go watch it because. It's hilarious. It's a it's a really great time. Three normal dudes trying to plot to kill their horrible bosses. It's great. So go check it out. Um, Captain America, obviously, twenty eleven. Yep. That was a solid movie. And Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was also a very solid movie and arguably probably the best movie out of my list for twenty eleven. Kind of up there with Muppets. Very different reasons, obviously. But I really enjoyed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's probably my favorite one out of the three. Um, See, and I know a lot of people... Yes, I'm trying to think. I'm like, like wait, which one was Rise again? Rise is the second one, so yes. No, Rise is the the first one. What? No. It goes Rise and then Dawn, then War. Isn't it Dawn, Rise, and War? No. Ah, Rise and Dawn, then War. Right. Okay, Rise so is Rise also is good one. though. So okay, so Rise. See this, this, I, this is the problem again of being like, when did that movie come out again? Because I feel like this should be when the second one comes out, not the first one. Well, but okay. Also having also having titles like Rise and Dawn, which is basically the, the same, same thing, pretty much thing. And then yeah. like War, it's like I feel like you guys put. I feel like they like, put the wrong like titles on the wrong movies. Because when you look and see what the actual movies are about, you're like feel like those are in the wrong order but you know okay um as as a diehard planet of the apes fan like i grew up watching the old 60s yeah. movies and stuff and then then i i didn't hate the mark Wahlberg one it's not good but it's also it was fun it was it was it was campy, silly and campy yeah, and it's yeah. better it's it's better than most of the sequels to the planet of the apes movies in the 60s yes agreed i loved rise of the planet of the yeah. apes and Dawn and War. Like, I... The whole trilogy phenomenal, is great. Phenomenal way to do great. it. Like, great. One of the most consistent trilogies throughout. Yeah. And Rise... Like, okay, so now... which I Now that I'm aware of which one we're talking about, this is still a really great movie and still deserves to be the one, probably the best film of 2011, right up there with The Muppets. Again, different reasons. But this is the one with James Franco and, like, the whole beginning of it, which actually... Ah, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck... Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm stuck between one and two... But three is really good, despite it not really being about war. <sighs> no, it's a really good drama. It like, is. Okay, so like, it is. Like, huh. Oh no, man! Like, okay, I, I can't, I can't decide right now. But Rise is a fantastic. They're great. They're great. They're all great. They're all the best. He's the best. He's fantastic. He's super. Nothing. He's got nothing COVID. super duper. There's nothing more super duper than Rise of the Planet of the Apes and all the other ones that have words in them with apes um and then my last one for the list immortals with henry cavill that was a really fun movie i never seen like that i feel either. like a lot of people haven't seen it it is probably 
because this is before Man of Steel. So one of his earlier yep. forays into like actual Hollywood into film. Like I said, he was in like Tudors. That's when I first saw him in that series. Um, but this is kind of looks like his big first movie. And he did a really, really good job. And it's definitely worth checking out. Immortals. Those are my 2011 picks. That's it. That's all. That's it. I that's all. We're done. For that. That's uh. That's the end of the end of the episode. Sorry, <laughs> we can't talk anymore. <laughs> Top three: Muppets, Fast Five, Paranormal Activity three, of course, and then all the rest: Thor, X Men, Transformers, Horrible Bosses, Captain America, Rise of the Planet of the Apes with James Franco, and Immortals. Check them out. Twenty eleven, pretty solid year. Uh, nothing overly jumped out, jumped out, jumped out, but a lot of great memories for twenty eleven. All right, so now that that part's out of the way, we got our scare question of the day coming to us by Ethan R. Hill and the letter S for scare. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna this question of the day is probably not that scary. Ah, damn it! You disappoint me. We're trying to build up to Halloween, man. Well, it's a Halloween themed question, okay. but it's just it's not, not that scary. scary. Unless you're con- unless you're concerned about excessive weight gain. Oh, I like me. dude, I um, that is very scary. One time I looked at oh, a peanut then, gained uh, twenty pounds, so I'm terrified. True story. I misheard peanut for a second, <laughs> and I got really confused and scared. <laughs> oh man, you dirty man! This is a dirty episode. So dirty. I'm sorry, you said peanut, and I didn't hear it because the internet is weird. Ah. Uh, Speaking of Mr. speaking of peanuts head over and here. other things, sorry, go ahead. What what Matt? What Matt is your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh, Halloween candy. Hmm. Yeah. See, it's Halloween themed and it's scary. I and guess. Says of weight gain. I like those little mini Wonder Bars, and then I put oh. okay, no, but that's not it. Then I put them in the freezer and I freeze them and I eat them through the next like five six months and they're fantastic like those old henry's are actually really great frozen too so anytime you get those little chocolate bars throw them in the freezer and then when you bite into them like you get that crunch and it like breaks off but then it all slowly like melts in your mouth it's so good that's that is my halloween treat right there you're talking wonder bars old henry's throw them in the freezer those little baby bars money after that money Trust me, try it, it's worth it. If you break a tooth, it's Ethan's fault. Well, you probably won't, but they're, they're great. They're great. What about yours? That was easy. I didn't think it was, I thought I was uh, going to have a hard time with that, but then I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I know what I'm talking about. It's, it's tricky for me because there's a few different ones for a few different reasons. Like like the mini chocolate bars I love, probably my favorite out of those ones is the Krispy Crunch. Right. So like they're the ones with like the toffee and like the, it's, it's it, those are just great. They hurt my teeth after a while. <laughs> Fair most, enough. Most, things, most sugary things hurt your teeth after a while. Yeah, it's usually how it goes. Um, I'm one of the weirdos who likes candy corn. Oh, I actually that. really enjoy candy corn. I don't know why. I didn't used to, and then I just had an age where I just freaking love that stuff. I have I have no, no actual answer as to why. You guys can't see my face right now, but I'm absolutely disgusted. I hate candy corn. I know I'm in the minority. Candy corn. 
A lot of people don't like it, but hate candy corn. I enjoy it, and I won't take that away <laughs> from anybody else. They dislike it. Halloween zombie. But like the one that I always associate with Halloween the most, and I have no idea why. It's just a bunch of childhood memories, and just like weird nostalgia. Is the Popeye candy cigarettes? Yeah, man. Okay, okay, I'm with you. I have yep. no clue why. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That or <laughs> the double bubble just popped into my mind, like the the pink square. Yeah, they have the little comic always, book on the inside. The comics up, in man? them. Yeah, comic guy. But 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 for some reason, no pop. When I think about Halloween, I think about Halloween candy. It's not candy corn. It's not the chocolates. The bags of chips weird me out because I never got those growing up. But apparently, a bunch of people got bags of chips for Halloween. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, they come in the variety pack, but, easy to hand out. I guess I don't know. Raisins, those little were a big packs thing. of candy cigarettes. Why did everyone hate raisins? I love me the too. Raisins. I was hyped. I was like, hell yeah, raisins. They're like raisins are candy. I'm like, I don't care. I love raisins. Anyway, no yeah, those cigarettes. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, as a kid, you always pretended to smoke, even though you had no idea what you were doing. You're like, I just was told this was bad in and school. It was totally, uh-huh. yeah, it was totally terrible for you. They barely told us it was bad in school. Nowadays, all y'all kids got so much information. What's terrible for you? Like, we're not gonna do any of that stuff except all the drugs we want. But they still People do. Are crazy, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, except, but like smoking back then was like, nah, kids, it's cool, man. Have this, have this play cigarette. We're like, nice. I'm Popeye. He didn't even smoke cigarettes. A he smoked pipe. a pipe. Exactly. Or they were like... He didn't even smoke well, cigarettes. Weren't there like Flintstone well, brand? Well, how can we market one? this to kids? <laughs> weren't there like Flintstone branded ones too? Like sometimes the box characters were different. Like the cigarette sticks were all the same, but... No, I just... I remember just Popeyes. I have no idea. Yeah, it might have been. I remember uh, Flintstones had these weird ice cream treats called Push yep, Pops. I know those. My auntie and uncle like, had them in their those. freezer all the time. Root beer, man, and they money. don't exist anywhere. Yeah, money, but they don't exist no, anymore. All the best stuff doesn't so exist. Good. And you know the the biggest Matt, crime about the Flintstone <laughs> push pops is they weren't anything like smoking. I get getting rid of the smoking sticks, but come on, man. No, there's dude. The smoking sticks are still around. I am they still not seen them. them. I'm gonna go get some this year. I'm gonna be like, I just, I just Shit, saw. Man, I'm an eight year old smoking again. <laughs> What's going on? Dude, I just man. saw them at Walmart. Like, they were just at Walmart. Like, what the heck? Okay, so we can keep the well, smoking like, sticks for children, but we're going to get rid of the Flintstone ice cream pops that were delicious? Come on, guys. Come on. Actually, not a Halloween, not a Halloween candy. But do you remember the gummies, like, you, like in the packs that you normally get, like, fruit roll-ups, all that kind of stuff? But, like, do you remember the So Delicious ones? Mm. They were, like, little pop, like, little pop bottles. Uh, vaguely. I don't think I got those. those. Ones I never got I, a lot of like. Ah, we always got like the would boring cereal a, and kind of like the boring treats, like granola bars. We never got a lot of like the gushers and like all the other cool kid stuff that kids got. It depended on how mom. It depended on how mom and dad felt yeah, during the week. My mom was like, <laughs> really mom was dependent. like a nurse, so she was like healthy food. But then it was also like McDonald's, and I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> so like. Dude, like, was I wasn't skinny by triumph. any means. Like, not even close, man. I was just a little chunker. I still am. Just a little chunker. <laughs> we all are, man. We all uh, are. Me specifically more so than my, probably most. <laughs> my biggest triumph when I moved away to college was being able to buy Lucky Charms and having no one to tell me that <laughs> right, I could like, buy Lucky Charms. When I moved out, I bought so many it things. It was the greatest. Out. 
that I couldn't eat before. Yeah. Oh, and mom said no to this, and mom said no to that, and suddenly you're at home eating all this stuff, feeling <laughs> sick, and you're like, oh, this is why mom said no. Uh, this one time... But you're gonna do it again anyway. <laughs> this one time, my aunt and uncle had, like, a bunch of blue whales, like, a container of, like, those, like, like you know, you know what I'm talking about, like, the blue whales, right? Yeah, 100%, and, yeah. like, before bed, I, like, hid them under my bed, like, or, yeah, before it's time to go to sleep, I hid them under my bed, and then when everyone was sleeping, I, like, pulled them out, and I just ate, like, a shitload of one. <laughs> just, like, half the container. Just, like, just chunking away on, like, blue whales, playing Pokemon on my Game Boy with the little light that you had to hook up, and then drain that crap of your battery. Yeah. So you had, like, 20 minutes max. You know you know what I'm talking about. Good times there. Hiding under the 100%. blankets and just trying to play it. Eating, like, tons of blue whales. The next day, I was so sick. I was, I had to stay home from school. I was like throwing up blue whales. Like I was like sick, sick. And then I think I had a blue I'm whale. I'm assuming they figured you out pretty quick. Oh yeah, yeah, instantly. When you started like barfing <laughs> up no, like, blue whales, no like hey, about Matt throwing supper up blue. wasn't blue. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, well, we better take you to the hospital. This is an ER situation. Or maybe it was the blue whales. So, so yeah, I got caught like pretty quick, but then seriously, I, I probably, I probably ate blue whales last year. That was the first time since I was like probably nine that I ate blue whales. Cause I couldn't even look at them after so that. Like, it. it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you like get like really drunk off a certain type of booze, like you can't even smell it. It just makes you feel sick. Yeah. yeah. It was that. Yeah, man. I would know about that. I would know about that because what was it? My 19th birthday and you guys gave me every kind of booze. I feel like that was, I feel like that was everyone else's fault and not mine. I was responsible for Alex's 19th birthday where I was like, here, have all these booze, buddy. And a bunch of crown. You were there, Matt. And all I know is you were there and I drank every type of booze and I, to this day, have trouble drinking anything. Guilty by association. Sick. That is it. Cool. It was not my fault. I'm pretty sure I only got there it after was... you were already all wasted. Who, who knows? No, you were there. You were there. <laughs> He's I, like, I no, I'm pretty you were sure there, you, you were there at the beginning, pouring me booze Matt, all the time. Like, ow. Matt, I don't remember past shot number three and there was 15 in an hour and a half. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not taking any guilt other than guilt by association nope, no credit yeah, for i it. will not take credit for it oh, it fine. was probably ben ben and drew ben wasn't even there no Damn ben it, who there. was there <laughs> everyone was there man i swear <laughs> it was just me pouring your booze there you go buddy drink up no one else came just mad <laughs> no, it wasn't it was me. just it was just, me al- it was just me alone <laughs> It was just me alone pouring shot after <laughs> No, that was college. That was Everyone was there, man. Just like cutouts and shit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that was a great question that's, uh, of the day. So that's the, real, that's the real answer is Matt's favorite uh, Halloween uh, candy is booze. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, ultimately, that turned out to be a very scary question. So nice job. <laughs> right? You're welcome. <laughs> very scary. Ah, so that's it. That's going to be the end of part one. We did my 2011 picks. We did a scare question brought to you by Ethan. Next episode, which will be part two, coming out next week, we'll be doing Ethan's top picks. And I got a scare question just for him and just for you. So let us know. What is your best picks of 2011? What films really did it for you? What films do you have like some really great memories around? And what's your favorite 
Halloween candy treat. Let us know down in the comment section below. Before we leave really quickly, Ethan, my brother, my man, the dude who apparently filled so full of booze, he can't even look at it anymore. Where can these good people find you? You guys can find me at Instagram, uh, Ethan R. Hill. I am currently doing a vinyl challenge, which is basically every day I post a different vinyl that fits into certain parameters of um, things. So, like, certain things with each day. Uh, so if you want to see my vinyl collection, feel free to follow me there and check me out there. Um, I have my YouTube channel, uh, just Ethan R. Hill on YouTube. Uh, I am going to be having to upload one of my videos to Vimeo because it got taken down after being on YouTube for four oh, years. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no discernible reason. So that's that's fun. But uh, yeah, and then uh, otherwise you can check out my film Damned Rights at damnedrights.com and uh, you can follow the link to buy it on realhouse.com digitally because we can't sell physical copies right now because COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> If you buy a physical copy, I will lick each one personally and send it to you. <laughs> I will sneeze Don't inside. Don't worry about it's, it, though. It's, uh... 100% kosher. <laughs> but yeah, that's where they can find me. Where can they oh, find you? Oh, man, they don't want to find me. They don't want to find me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Storytellers4, the number four, life. Okay? Follow me on Twitter at Storytellers. Oh, no, it's not for life. It's for L. I can't remember this. Twitter tag. Yeah, because you can't. I can't put, put life because it's too full. So storytellers, the number four, capital L. So it stands for storytellers for life. Speaking of storytellers for life, that's my YouTube channel. You can follow me over there. Um, obviously, storytellers for life. It's still in construction right now. It, we're gonna be launching hopefully like end of middle end November December. The time frame's always changing, just because you know life it takes time to do things and life likes to. Get in the way, but if you want to get over there, get over there. We're gonna, it's all about, you know, helping people, storytellers, reignite their dreams, live their purpose, tell their stories. And we're doing that by digging into inspiration and motivational content. We're gonna be looking at different storytelling skills, and it's gonna be all about building community that just makes each one of us better and help us attain our purpose and what we're trying to do in life. So that's kind of what it's all about. So if you're all about storytelling, Come on by Storytellers for Life. Subscribe, and there will be content there soon. Other than that, you can find our podcast again here Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a couple other ones, and obviously right here on YouTube. That's it for us. We will see you guys later. This has been a Feast of Films episode 17, part one. We'll see you next week for part two. I'm Matt Black. I'm Ethan R. Hill. And we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Have a good week, everybody. So, so long. long. Toodaloo. I stole your line. <laughs> That's fine. It's cool. <laughs> and uh, And it's time to put on makeup. And that's it. Okay.